0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Sitches. As always, I'm your host, Brady Wilson, and um, today I'm without my co host no Chase Soulswinger again, um, no Seth Harrison, no, nobody. It's just going to be me today. Um, if if anything sounds different, the studio is closed. I'm having to use the equipment that I have uh, in my apartment. So again, if things just sound different, that is why. Hope everyone's had a great Christmas. Um, the reason for no episode last week, and I'm sorry I didn't announce it or it just didn't cross my mind until late. Um, I took a trip out to Lubbock and um, had a great time, but I didn't know if I was just kind of out of my control when I thought I was leaving in the morning or afternoon. I was not sure. We left in the morning, which left me no time to record, and um, so I'm sorry about that, but that just gives us a little bit more to talk talk about today. Um, Kicking off with the stars, I mean, stars have been great. You know, three straight wins, two in overtime. That game against the Predators was a lot of fun to watch. And, um, you know, hopefully we can keep it going. We got a couple more games uh, before the end of the year, technically. So, uh, and then we can close out 2023 strong and headed 2024 with some momentum. The Mavericks, same thing. I mean, Luca dropped a 50-piece uh, against the Suns. His, you know, I mean, it was great. It was a lot of fun to watch. And the Mavericks have just been playing well. And I think one of the reasons we've been playing well is Derek Lively. I saw a stat. I can't remember what the numbers were exactly. But we have a much better record when he's in the lineup than when he's out of it. So clearly, Lively is making a huge difference, and which is a lot of fun because when it comes to basketball rookies, you rarely see them have a huge impact their rookie years, especially when you're not picking in kind of that top five to seven range. Most of the time, they're not having that much of an impact. At least in terms of how impactful the NFL prospects can be. I mean, even guys like Monty Smith, a back-end first-round pick, has gotten a decent amount of playing time this year. And uh, it's just, it's just you know, funny how different sports interact. But with Lively, he's been playing well, man. And, you know, the Mavs have been playing well. Hopefully, they can close out 2023 strong. They play the Cavs tonight. And um, I believe they're in Cleveland. need to check. But no, we're at home. Sorry, it's uh stars. Stars play St. Louis tonight, so we're recording this about. I'm recording this about six o'clock p.m. So, uh, that's probably you know obviously I'm talking about it like it's coming because they haven't started yet. But clearly, you know that when you're listening to this, it is going to be the game will probably be over at that point. So, uh, you know, again. Not much more to talk about. Again, the story doesn't really change unless big injuries or trades, something like that. Um, speaking of which, the Rangers have made a couple nice signings, um, it's mainly Tyler Malley. And, you know, I know most Rangers fans are clamoring for someone big, and and I want Hayter, and I want Montgomery. And, hey, okay, look, guys, you know, do you not trust Chris Young? I mean, what has the man got to do to earn your trust? If, if you don't trust Chris Young at this point, you never will. And that is why I look at this offseason and say, well, I mean, everyone's been slow. Everything was hinged around was, – was was sorry, was built around Otani and then Yamamoto. Both of those guys are off the board. And so now teams can start to look at the other guys. It was kind of like with, with, when LeBron was a free agent the first time, everyone, that, the six teams he wanted, they flew into LeBron to see, you know, they, they flew around LeBron to make, you know, schedule their meetings. And that was where their focus was. It was on nobody else. And it was kind of the same thing. The teams are all focused on well, what Otani's going to do. And all well, he's made a decision. And I have a few opinions about a few opinions about that decision. Baseball has a problem. Um, the the deferred money – the reason I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words is because it, it's – this could really hurt baseball. And not in the way people are going to think I'm going to say, oh, it's going to hurt baseball because of small markets. No, 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 no. How this hurts baseball is now the owners are going to look at this, and when the CBA runs out, they just signed. Right? I think it's 2026, 2027, somewhere in there. Right, it's, it does. It, it it. I think it was a five year deal. So I think it's twenty twenty seven is when it runs out. Y'all realize that the owners have to change this. I mean, the the deferred money, that rule is going to have to have some limitations on it, so that this doesn't happen again. And I'm with the owners on that. But the players are going to look at it as an attack on their on their ability to sign deals that they want, because I mean, deferred money is a great idea for a player. No it, it it's it, if I was a player I would want deferred money. If I was a player that was making that kind of money to have enough deferred, I would say I'll take less right now, but I want money when I'm retired. Right so I can take a couple years off, get, let my body recover from the years of playing. I don't say not have to work, but yeah, I mean have a nice, you know, sports retirement built up and it comes at, you know, it comes into a check each year. That's nice. That's a good retirement plan. But the 68 million is absurd. There, there has to be a limit on how much you can defer to a certain player, and I, I think that players are going to hate it, and it's going to cause a huge rift between, you know, the players and the owners. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a bad deal, and because the players are going to not want it, the owners are going to want it, and they're both going to squabble and fight, and well, probably looking at, we're probably looking at another lockout. Or a strike. And, of course, neither of those is a terrific option. So that's what I'm worried about. I, I don't mind the Dodgers buying up the talent. Hey, buy, buy up the talent. That's fine. I mean, if if this year does not show you that having a big payroll is the only thing that matters. I mean, it, look at the Mets. Look at the Padres. Look at the Yankees. Look at these teams that had big payrolls and fell flat. Dodgers had a pretty nice payroll. The Dodgers had a a super team, and they got swept by the by the Diamondbacks, an 84 win team. And I know that their lack of their lack of starting pitching at all, not even depth, their lack of starting pitching uh, was was kind of the death nail for them. Yes, but and they've addressed that obviously, Yamamoto and Todd Glass now. But I don't think that. This make I mean, yeah, it, it makes them a potential world series favorite, but that doesn't mean they're gonna win the World Series. I mean the Rangers had a high payroll, obviously. But we dealt with injuries. So we had to rely on guys. I mean I mean even we couldn't even escape the injury bug in the dang World Series. In you know, Garcia goes down after game three. Garcia goes down and Scherzer goes down. And Scherzer was a little bit less significant depending on how the rest of the series went. But losing arguably your hottest and your best Bat and a great defender that hurts, and and Jankowski is is got is, is is solid on defense. But I mean, and and he was a good hitter for us last year, but he's nowhere near the impact bat that Adolis Garcia is. And Jankowski still did a pretty good job for us, you know, driving in some runs and scoring some runs. But we the injury bug will rule above all, and not only that, but having a high payroll doesn't equal success all the time. And, yes, having Otani and having Yamamoto and these guys, I mean, that is, I mean, just look at that lineup. Look at that lineup. Betts and Freeman and Otani form a huge big three. I mean, that's a great big three. Think about it. There were six finalists for the MVP, right, in both leagues. The Dodgers have three of them. One of them was the winner of the MVP. I mean, that's, you know, and, of course, the Rangers have two of them as well, and Simeon and Seager. And while I would argue that, you know, they, they have the best trio of hitters in the league, the Rangers may have the second best with Simeon, Seeger, and Garcia. When all three are clicking, there's not much that are better. And the point that I'm trying to make is the Phillies are a good team. So, I mean, the Reds are a good up-and-coming team. The Diamondbacks prove that they can win games in October. The National League will not simply just run through L.A. Yeah, it looks great right now, but I mean how many signings did the Washington and Commanders – I almost said Redskins. They they were the Redskins when they they made the signings. How many times did they make big splash signings and everyone crowned them the champs in the offseason and then – in the regular season? I know different sport and all that, but still the the principle applies. Just because the Dodgers had a great offseason, does that mean they're going to win the World Series? It did for the Rangers. Rangers two great off seasons, boom World Series. That's not that simple, right? Because we have, in my opinion, the best manager in baseball, and Bruce Bochy. We have at least top three pitching coach in Mike Maddox. We have one of the top GMs. We have um, the 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 capacity to spend money. Uh, uh, Of course, those things obviously played a huge factor. But when it comes to the Dodgers, I think people are. Well, you know, the problem is this drives off the casual. That's the problem, is that this drives off the casual fan. This drives off the fans that also, that are, you know, that are not your, that are not your diehard fans, like me or my dad, right? These are, or Chase, these are the people that, you know, someone like Seth. Seth, Seth likes baseball, but he said to me, I, I, I can't watch it now. All, there's no salary cap. The Dodgers can continually buy up all the free agent talent. And that's not fun. And yeah, they may not win, but man, that it. it, And yes, it is all about winning. But it's just it. it makes it hard to really get invested with the team when you know that team is not going to spin like the Dodgers. So I understand where people like that are coming from. But Rangers had some activity. Signed Tyler Malley, two years, twenty-two million. I thought it was a good deal. You know, hey, with Scherzer, and and Scherzer went down. Obviously, we didn't talk about that. Scherzer had a um, back surgery. And so, I mean, that sucks, you know, but we won the World Series. So I don't care if Luis Angel Acuna becomes every good as his brother or even better. I don't care. We won the World Series. It was worth it. That's, to me, that's just how it works. You win that World Series, especially that first one, I don't care what we gave up. I don't care if Thomas JC and Takoa Roby become studs. I don't care if Cole Reagan becomes a Cy Young. Cool. Wonderful. We won a World Series, and all those guys played a huge part in it. So I'm happy. Um, obviously, I want to win more. <laughs> obviously, I want to repeat, and I want to win for the next ten years. But I, I am also I, I understand that if winning one is so difficult, I, I'm I'm happy with my one, and I want more. You know, as Tom Brady, you know, said, uh, "What's your favorite ring? The next one." But for me, I look at it as my stance on it right now is I don't care what those guys become because. We won the World Series and that's all that mattered to me. Um so yeah, Scherzer's out till half the year for half the year, so's Malley. I mean, rumor is we're in on Kershaw. Great. Just have an all star rotation for the second half. Uh we signed Diego Castillo to a minor league deal. That is one of those um deals with a you know, it, with an invite to spring training. This Castillo deal is the type of deal that you make in the offseason. You know, was one time one of the top setup men in baseball. Has just dealt with some regression and just hasn't been as good. I mean, that's relief pitching. That's that's relief pitching. That's how that works. One year you are the great all-star setup man for a team, and the next year you're, you know, being you're pitching in Triple A. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes to relief pitching. And this has got throws hard, power sinkle, power power sinkle, power sinker. You know, has a high ground ball rate, which for our infield is great because our infield is littered with amazing, def- you know, uh, uh, defensive players, and strikes out some guys. So you know, he's got some control issues. But every if you're a reliever, most likely it's because you have control issues. Yeah. But the Rangers have done a great job. You know, I think they've had a great offseason so far, and obviously I want Jordan Montgomery and I want some other guys, but I'm not I'm not holding my breath. I'm not holding my breath. Now they got to do some Hall of Fame updates. And um, if you follow me on Twitter, which if you don't, you should. Post a lot of cool stuff on there. Uh, you would notice I went on a huge tirade um, a while ago. And that tirade is because of Bill... And I do not care if I mispronounce his name, Bill Bio. And this idiot, and I, again, I, I try my best to be nice to people, to use kind words, to not defame people on this podcast. Because it's just, well, it's not what I want to be known for. But this man deserves it. He's an idiot. Um, I mean, I, he's an idiot. He knows nothing about baseball. uh, He writes for some little bitty crappy newspaper in Boston, and he had – and somehow this guy has a Hall of Fame vote, and he voted for two players, Manny Ramirez and Al Rodriguez. And part of my – this rant is rooted in the fact that I'm a Rangers fan, and I worship the ground that Adrian Beltre walks on, but also from a logical standpoint as a baseball fan give me a logical argument as to why Adrian Bell is not a Hall of Famer. Are you going to say it's because he doesn't have 500 home runs? Really? I mean, that's the only or he didn't win a ring. Well, Ernie Bankson won a ring. A lot of players didn't win a ring. A ton of players. Banks is the first one. Barry Bonds did not win a ring. I mean, if we're going to use we didn't win a ring as an argument in baseball, there's an argument for it to be for quarterbacks. Right, there's an argument for quarterbacks, but there's not an argument for, you know, in baseball. That that argument does not hold as true in baseball as it does in football or basketball. I mean, it just it's frustrating that I mean what and his reasoning his reasoning was and read the article. There's an article about wh- why he voted for. It. His reasoning was, I only vote for the elite of the elite. That's all I vote for. Yet this man voted for Manny Ramirez, which Beltre was miles better than Manny. Beltre was miles better than David Ortiz. And Beltre, and I am saying this, and I stand by it, Beltre was miles better a player. Well, not miles. Beltre was a better player than Derek Jeter. Ben Jeter's one of the guys this guy voted for. And I hope some people are like, really, you think he's better than Jeter? Yes, because I don't have a thing called Yankee bias. And, yeah, I have some Rangers bias, but I got numbers on my side. Adrian Beltre, you ready for this? You ready for some 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 numbers here? Adrian Beltre's career war is 93.5. That's elite. 3,166 career hits. That's elite. 477 home runs. That means in his 21-year career, he averaged 26 a year. That's that's great, that's that's amazing, that's good and amazing. That's good. It's solid. Twenty six bombs a year, heck yeah. A two eighty six career batting average. Sure, it's not three hundred, but you know, still pretty darn good. A three thirty nine OBP. Only well, wasn't the biggest OBP guy, but cool. A four eighty slugging. It's pretty darn good. A career OPS plus of one sixteen. That's solid. Was a solid hitter. You ready for this? But where he makes his money was uh, with the glove. He was a good bat, always was. But he makes his money with his defense. I remember they only started tracking defensive runs saved in two thousand three. Beltre came into the league in nineteen ninety eight. So we lost several, you know, several years there of defensive runs saved numbers. So from what we do have, Beltray saved. 201 runs at third base. His total zone rating was 168. It's Kind of on the same scale as defensive run saved. if you didn't know. That's amazing. That is absolutely outstanding. Um, the two players that uh, Baseball Reference gives as a comparable career is Dave Winfield and Eddie Murray. Two guys in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Derek Jeter was a great hitter. Right? Thirty four hundred hits. A three ten career batting average. Two hundred and sixty career home runs. For a guy not known for his power, that's not that's pretty good power numbers. Right? He was a good hitter. Seventy one point three career. Board. I'm not arguing he's not a hall of famer. He's a definite Hall of Famer. Right? His slugging wasn't as high as Beltrace. And his his actually his OPS plus wasn't as high as Beltrace. So technically, using a nerdier number, Beltrace was a better hitter in his career by one point, but hey, that one point matters, still better, then you look at his fielding, and again, we did not get the first several years of Jeter's career, it only started in 2003, with, you know, tracking defensive runs saved, and 1995 was when he came in the league, still, his defensive run save number is minus 165, that means in Derek Jeter's career, he was worth Negative 167 165 runs to the New York Yankees. To put it a different way, he cost his team a hundred and sixty-five runs in his career for the Yankees at shortstop. That's awful. That is that is there's not a word to describe how bad that is. That is awful. And his total zone rating is minus one eighty six. He was an atrocious fielder. He's one of the worst fielders in baseball history. But Brady, what about that 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 like one play, that one time where he made a really good flip to home plate to uh, get Jeremy Giambi? That was a great play. Well, Brady, what about the time he went crashing into the stands at Yankee Stadium against the Red Sox? That was a great play. I mean, that was outstanding. Prince Fielder made great plays. I mean, the worst fielders you can think of. They made great plays. The pe- People want to point to Jeter and say, well, he made these highlight reel plays a couple of times, so therefore he's a great fielder. They associate the jump throw with him. He didn't invent the jump throw. I saw Brooks Robinson on a video do a jump throw from third base. That's, it was not a new thing in baseball. Jeter just made it look a little more graceful, I guess you could say, and he was a Yankee, but Jeter was a really great player. I don't i mean he was a borderline elite he was i'd say he's an elite he was an elite contact hitter, but he doesn't have the elite power numbers, and he was nowhere and he was elite at sucking in the field. Beltry's a much better player than Derek Jeter, but yet this guy, Bill Bio, voted for Derek Jeter. Now of course he's a he is a Boston writer, so th- you have to talk about bias in your voting. If you're, I saw a Philadelphia writer, and he voted for a couple of guys, but then he also threw in Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley, and he you know, again he, he's a Philly writer, and I I look at that and I say, okay, Rollins was an MVP, had a great had a really solid career. Utley to me is a Hall of Famer. Potentially. I mean, there's definitely a, a very good case for him to, uh, to be made for him to go in the Hall of Fame. But he voted th- – that was some bias, and th- that's fine. You want to vote for a guy because you covered him and you really like him? You go right ahead. But to omit everybody else because well, I only vote for the elite, it just so happens that the elite only played in New York and Boston? It's bullcrap. That's absolute crap. By that logic, oh, well, Roberto Clemente wasn't that good. Oh, he-, he only played in Pittsburgh. I mean, where's the, do you see the madness? I only vote for the elite. First of all, that would be the wrong way because I'm a big hall guy. I think the hall of fame is a place to celebrate your history and to say that we're only going to allow the, these select number of guys. I think that's actually wrong. And in my opinion, you know, I think Dion was dead wrong when he was like, well, when he was complaining about other corners making it in the Hall of Fame, it's like, well, you're not the only corner that's Hall of Fame worthy, Dion. There's a plenty of other corners that were Hall of Fame worthy, and have gotten in. Dion's the greatest of all time, but I think the Hall of Fame is more of not not so much a it, it is an accomplishment, but it's also a place to celebrate the great and elite players. The good players don't get in. You're a good you're a good player. Look someone like Bobby Abreu. He's a good player. Look at someone like uh, Adrian Gonzalez, Torrey Hunter, good players, Victor Martinez. They weren't great. They weren't great. And, it, you know, Hall of Fame is, is, is subjective, but, it, it, you know, hey, or objective, whatever. But Beltre currently sitting at 98.2% because that one absolute moron of a human being uh, did not vote for him. Todd Helton is sitting at 80.7% with 46 total votes so far. And then Joe Maurer is above the threshold right now at 80.7% with also so 46 votes. Um, the other notable guys I think are worth mentioning. Carlos Beltron has 35 votes for a good for that's good for 61.4%. Um, Todd Helton, 80.7%. Tori Hunter, now he's off. Andrew Jones, 64.9%. Andy Pettit. I think Pettit's a Hall of Famer, but most people don't seem to agree with me. Um Manny's at 43.9. A Rod's at 43.9. You know, A Rod um last year was at 35%. So he's going up. He's going up. Um and 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 we'll see on A-Rod. But several guys have knocked him from their ballot. I mean, we'll have to have to see what uh what happens with that. Um you got sorry the if you don't know where I'm getting this from Ryan Thibodeau is on Twitter and he does a fantastic job with tracking the Hall of Fame ballots and uh, if you go to his, his you go to his Twitter profile and his bio he has a link to it It's a OneDrive really cool um really cool and uh, it does it's really nicely uh, built. David Wright only has four votes. Surprise, surprise. Blue Wagner's at 70.2% with 40 votes, so he's closing in. Chase Utley's at 47.4%, so he's closing in on his first year. This is Sheffield's last year. He's at 71.9. There's a chance that Sheffield gets in, but um, let's we'll see. You know, the Hall of Fame's an interesting thing. Um, I already said my ballot on here, but I, I think right now if I had to pick, it looks like Maurer could get in. I don't think he will. I think it'll be Beltre and Helton. And then I'm hoping Billy Wagner and Sheffield can get in, but we'll see. Um, not a ton else in baseball that springs to you know my mind immediately when looking at the you know the uh looking at the news. Isaiah Kind of signed with the Blue Jays. Um, it's just been, it's you know, it's been a little faster since Otani signed. Uh, Mitch Garver, you know, hey, he'll get a standing ovation when he comes back. Now we move to the Dallas Cowboys, my great disappointment. Now, I, I give an excuse this year because this year has been weird. I mean, the Niners just got completely destroyed on national television. The, the Eagles have faltered like we all thought. we faltered. Everyone's faltered. Everyone's lost games. This has just been a weird year. The playoffs could be really interesting um, to see what happens. But, you know, losing to the Bills was a complete embarrassment. The Dolphins was just missed opportunities and not executing when you needed to. Um, I got mad. It was, uh, you guessed my family. Um, I did a pretty good number on a tube of wrapping paper uh, after, the Dolphins, after the Dolphins game because I was just pissed. Um, but we got the Lions on Saturday. Um, it will be interesting. This is a game you have to win. You got to prove you had a gauntlet, right, coming up. You had Eagles, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. So far, you're one and two. That's not good. You can't have that. You need to have. You need this game to prove that you can hang with another one of the biggest contenders in the NFC. And right now, I'd say the Niners are still the best team in the conference. I'd say we're number two. I'd say Detroit's number three, and I'd say Philadelphia's number four. Detroit has a chance to. Now, this is the game to prove who's number two. I think. Uh, Talent-wise, it's at home, so we'll probably win the freaking game. And then we got to go play Washington and Washington. We remember all we we all remember how that went last year in Washington for Week 18. But we'll see. Um, definitely, definitely pretty bad. Not excited <laughs> uh, for that game. Just because last year was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. But i not worried about Week 17. I'm not worried about Week 18. I'm worried about Week 17. I'm worried about the Cowboys. Um, I do not have Chase's picks um, on hand, so we're just going to be looking at my picks. Chase is probably going to beat me this year. The reason I'm not as mad about losing in the you know the picks battle is because they're, the Patriots won, the D- Chiefs lost. There is no pattern. There's no. There's just nothing. It's just kind of go with what you feeling like and move on. Um, this week we've got Jets Browns. How about Joe Flacco, man? And it's Flacco Flacco. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, I'll probably alternate. Joe Flacco. I mean, just he's he's having a great run. Um, and I think if he's playing the way he's playing right now, and the way the defense, if they continue to play at a very high level, it's one of the league's best. You are looking at a team that could win the AFC, and I I mean that very seriously. I'm looking. You're looking at a team that, if if things fall right, could be Ravens Browns conference championship game, which would be very interesting to watch. Um, but in that game right now, I'm going Browns. Uh, Cowboys Lions Lions at Cowboys. Going Cowboys, and Jimmy Johnson goes in, into the Ring of Honor. Uh, on Saturday, which maybe that'll end the curse. Maybe it's, we've lost the last two weeks because we, cause we decided to put him in, but like that that putting him in has worn off. He needs to actually be in for the curse to be fully lifted. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I, I'm picking us to win that game. I think we're the better team. I think we'll play like it. Uh, Dolphins at Ravens. Give me the Ravens. The Ravens, I think, are the best team in the NFL right now. At least they're playing like it. The Dolphins are a really good team. I mean, they beat us. But I think that we're actually a better team than them, which didn't prove it. And uh, I think the Ravens are going to beat them. Patriots at Bills. Patriots could, I mean, the Patriots can win. Anyone can win. I, I think the Bills are going to win because the Patriots are just that bad. And I think it was a fluke. Uh, Falcons at Bears. I know the Falcons, but they have, the Falcons have been very inconsistent. And the one week their offense is great. The next week their offense sucks. They're, they're, they're I don't know. I'm going Bears, because I think there's been more consistency from their defense to be able to stop Arthur Smith and his shenanigans on offense. Raiders at Colts. I'm going Raiders. On the road here, I know the Colts are fighting for something, and the Raiders are kind of fighting for something. But I think the Raiders are going to win. They've played well. I think the Colts are going to—I think it's time for them to drop one. Panthers at Jags. Give me the Jaguars. Panthers are a bad team. Jaguars, you need to write the ship. This is a great game to do it. Um Titans at Texans. Give me the Titans on the road. The Texans are just kind of falling from grace. And the Titans are kind of rising up a little bit. Another they're out of the playoffs, but I think that Levis is I don't think he's injured. Uh last time I checked. So if he is, I may mean, sound really dumb for saying this, but I think Levis is gonna lead the Titans to victory on the road. Rams at Giants. Give me Rams again. It's another road team here. I think the Giants are just bad. DeVito got benched. His—oh, I, I know the term sanity runs getting thrown around a lot more lately, but I think his little run may be over. So I'm, I'm going Rams. And obviously the Rams are still fighting for that playoff spot. Uh, Cardinals at Eagles. Much as so I'd love to see the Cardinals win, and as much, as, as much fun as it would be, and I'm rooting for them, it's going to be the Eagles. I think the Eagles is a great game to um, have— Kind of a, I'll say a statement win, but kind of win by a bigger margin than they have been. Um, Saints at Bucks, give me the Bucks. I mean, they're both still fighting for that division that nobody wants to win. Uh, I I think the Bucks are just a better team. They're at home. And they're gonna win. Niners at Commanders. I mean, come on, Niners. They're, do I need an explanation? This is a great game. It's the league's worst defense. It's a great game to you know get back on track. Uh, Steelers at Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks at home. Steelers, I know they played really well, but I think that that was... I don't want to use the term fluke, but I think it was just kind of one of those things that had happened and it won't happen again. And the Seahawks, I think, have been playing some pretty good football lately. Bengals at Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. I mean, this is, again, another great game. The Bengals got embarrassed last week. I think this is a great game for uh, Kansas City to get back on track to prove that they are still one of the top contenders in the AFC Chargers at Broncos, Chargers are just, I mean, they're in hell. Broncos are kind of in hell, so it's kind of, who's going to take this one? I think the Broncos take it. And then uh, Packers, Vikings, give me mean, the Packers. I mean, the Vikings are just kind of fighting for pride at this point. I mean, yeah, they're fighting for a potential playoff spot, but I just, I don't see it with the roster they have. I mean, maybe Justin Jefferson carries them, and I know that Jair Alexander's got suspended and everything, but... um. Give me the Packers. I believe in Jordan Love. I could be wrong about that, but I'm going with a gut feeling there. And uh, that's week 17. So we got one more week um, before the playoffs, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, some draft news. Keon Coleman's declared. Um, Olu Fashanu, I believe they pronounce it, declared from Penn State. So you're starting to see some declarations come in. Um, Jared Verse declared. So there's there's been a couple. And it is officially a bowl season. Which is a lot of fun. Texas State won a bowl game, so that, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, good for them. Next time I talk to you guys, um, me and Chase are planning on doing an episode next Saturday um, instead of Wednesday, January 6th, um, Saturday. So that's kind of the plan at the current moment. So, again, it'll be a while before you hear from me. Um, and so, Chase will be back next time. Uh, we plan on going to the UNT game and uh talking some sports which should be a lot of fun. And that'll be after uh, the college football playoff which comes up. It is on Monday. Um I'll, I mean I'll, I'll give game picks. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but I mean No, not that it doesn't matter. I don't know. Why. I, I had a brain cramp there. Um it's it's kind of weird to think that it's this close already, but uh it is. It really is. So on that Monday, January 1st, you got I. got a lot of fun bowl games. You got Texas at Washington, 745, and Alabama-Michigan at 4. Alabama's been playing so well, but Michigan, Michigan is Michigan. Give me Michigan to win that one, and give me Texas to win it. I think it's going be, it, to it beat Washington. I'm going to say Michigan-Texas in the final, and you know what? I'm going to ride with it. Give me Texas to win the national championship. Um, Sure, why not? I mean, it's been so long since they've played. I mean, you know, if these guys were the Atlanta Braves, they'd be complaining about the rust. So, (laughs) um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And then, obviously, Liberty, Oregon, they play in the Fiesta Bowl, Iowa, Tennessee, Wisconsin, LSU. So you got some other fun games that day um, that are kind of going to be the appetizer for what comes later that night. So, and I want to take a second here um, to thank everybody. You know, thank everybody that listens to this podcast uh, I'm sorry this, if this episode felt kind of quick, or if I was talking fast. I did a bunch of takes, and my mic kept cutting in and out. So I'm happy I finally got through one. Um, yeah, you know, thank you guys for listening. This has been a great year for the podcast. You know, we. I, it was. I'd been on, a, on an inconsistent upload schedule, and so finally having a co-host and a set place to do it, and all these things, that gave me some some stability. It gave, it gave me a a strict regimen. You're you're here at this time. You record. You do these things. You have a, you know an outline of what you're going to talk about. And uh, so, just thank you all for listening. I mean, this has been a great year, and I'm very looking very much looking forward to what we're going to do uh, next year. Um, Hopefully the draft show will be big. And, um, you know, me and Seth have talked about starting a wrestling podcast. Ironically, and this is the first thing that popped in my head called In Between the Ropes. <laughs> just kind of, I mean, I'm real thrilled with the names there, you know. They kind of they follow a pattern. Um, So me and Seth maybe think about that. So I'll, hopefully everyone can check that out. That'll be just for kind of, you know, that'll be just for fun. And uh, not that this isn't fun, but that'll be a little bit more relaxed. I think this maybe is. Um, but thank you all for listening. It's been a great year. Um, I hope everyone has a great new year. You know, toasts has some good evo- has some good revolutions. What I almost said resolutions. Um, again, thank you all for listening. This has been a great year, and I cannot wait to see what we're able to do next year. And I'm looking forward to a lot more work being done on the draft. Um, I kind of fell behind it last year, and so I'm looking forward to putting a lot more work in the draft this year and again thank you all for listening and i'm thinking about starting a separate show or a separate like segment strictly for the draft because i want to talk about it and it's hard to fit how much i want to talk about in the podcast we we still do mock drafts and stuff but this is all kind of me just you know spitballing ideas while recording so but again thank you all for listening this has been a great year um thank you guys for spending your time with us i mean you know it just it's it's nice to see the people I mean, time is valuable. You only have, I mean, you know, so much in the day and people have to work, you have to sleep, you gotta eat, you gotta do all these things, and so to find the time to spend roughly sixty minutes with us and listening to us, you know, just kind of ramble on about sports. Um, it's it's really cool. So thank y'all for listening. And uh I hope y'all continue to listen with us, uh, heading into you know, the new year. And I will see you guys on January 6th, and I will have my co-host back where we will be kind of recapping week 17, right? That'll be heading into week 18. Week 18 Thursday night will already happen. Um, and then we'll look for the next week before the playoffs start. So thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys next Saturday, and I'll be back with Chase. And I think Chase is bringing some buddies, so it should be a really fun episode. See you guys then. Bye.